are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Homeland Security Secretary Kristen Nelson issued a statement that, quote, legal loopholes significantly hinder the department's ability to appropriately detain and promptly remove family units that have no legal basis to remain in the country. But the request to withdraw from Flores will almost certainly face a challenge in federal court. The U.S. District Judge overseeing the agreement has so far rejected efforts by the government to change the terms. Sounds reasonable. It answers the fascist less vitriol over separating the children, keep them together indefinitely. Ah, but that's not going to do it, is it? The left will scream cruel and unusual punishment for these illegals who choose to violate our border, once again conferring our constitutional rights on people who have none. Joining me now, the founder of the American Truth Project and Daily Ledger contributor, Barry Nussbaum. Uh, Barry, this is more than reasonable, accommodating these people. It makes perfect sense to me to try and make this slight adjustment here uh, as we process these people to be deported, as long as that's part of the equation here. I mean, think about it. We've got this whole thing upside down, right? These people violate our sovereignty, and we know that most of them do not qualify for asylum status, and here we are once again bending over backwards. Graham, the FSA, the Flores Settlement Agreement from 1997, was created out of a huge lawsuit after a, a young girl was horribly detained and strip-searched on a consistent basis. The rules uh, under that settlement agreement are requiring the government to replace that temporary settlement with permanent rules. And ironically, the uh, Department of Human Services that proposed these rules is suggesting this as an alternative to separate kids from their parents. The FSA requires the kids to be released, but not the parents. That ends up with separating families. I applaud DHS for coming up with these suggestions, and this injects some kind of sanity into the process. Wouldn't it be nice to have some sanity in our immigration process, both uh, handling <laughs> illegals and legal immigration? Um, there's some sobering reporting out a roll call, uh, a headline that says uh, five states are going to decide the outcome of the November election vis-a-vis -vis who's going to control the House of Representatives. I would really narrow it down to three states. I don't know about you. It's going to be essentially, what, California, um, New York, and Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, and they're, they're adding in a couple others uh, where there's some minor, very close races. What people ought to really be concerned about that follow this kind of news inside the Beltway is quite simply who controls the House strangles what goes through the House if they're, in, if they're opposed to the policies of the President. This is all about whether or not Nancy Pelosi returns to be Speaker in the next session. If she comes back at, what, 70 nine years of age next year, she has made it very clear she will put up a wall between the president and the House of Representatives, and she will make sure nothing gets through. But there's one other thing to talk about, and that is there's a lot of Dems on the left, I mean left of Nancy Pelosi, who are going to fight her to the death for control of the House of Representatives should the House swing blue uh, from where it is today. And that is going to be an interesting fight to watch should the GOP lose control in November. And these competitive races, I think there's there's nine in California, there's uh, five in New York uh, that are going to be close, and nine in Pennsylvania. So yeah, you add those up, uh, that is the uh, House of Representatives and who swings uh, into the majority or not. And you know, voters, uh, this election cycle, Barry, they have a, 
a clear choice of, of where they want this country to go vis-a-vis -vis control of the United States Congress, not going to be able to affect the president, but do they, do they want the Congress to work with the president to continue driving the economy in the right direction? It's been righted since the eight terrible years of Obama to continue low unemployment, to continue to build the United States military. Yeah, they're, they're, the big choice is between uh, the great news on the economy and we hate Donald Trump, so vote for us. It's a very clear choice, Graham. Uh, if the Democrats don't come up with something really solid on policy in the next couple of months, I don't see that blue wave. And in and, and some of these races, quite frankly, it's not about policy. It's about scandal. It's about dirty laundry. This guy did something with someone he shouldn't have and so forth. And and in those cases, probably a lot of those cases, Graham, those representatives ought to be tossed out. Unfortunately, it's not going to be on policy. It's going to be, do I hate Trump more right. than I like a strong economy? And that's really the choice in November. The Republicans want you to vote your pocketbook, use your brain. The Democrats want you to vote raw emotion, <laughs> uh, use your gut, if you will. Hopefully more people will use their brain than their gut. Barry, thanks. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.